Hey, Ro. Hi, Jane. <laughs> we're just freaking out there. We are having a... Ro is like full-blown having palpitations here. You were stressed too. I'm more stressed. You don't even know what we're stressed about. We're stressed <laughs> about um, our live show on the 19th of October. Which I would say you can get tickets, but you can't because they're all sold out, which is mad. You know what I'd like? If people who can't go like on the day or the day before, if they know they can't go to let us know. Yeah, Because then we can tell some people who want tickets. Oh, look, there's a ticket there. Yeah, because we got a few messages from people who want tickets. <laughs> want tickets, but they can't. Like but maybe yeah. five people, if even. We're just stressed. I'm stressed. I'm nervous. I'm like, it's imposter syndrome. I'm like, who's going to come? They're not going to arrive. They're not going to like us. Why do they want to hear us talk? Uh, Jane's a lot more cool about the whole thing I'm more stressed about like okay how are we going to get the sound to work okay what are we going to use to record it we need to get a projector I don't know I I mean we're not event managers see this is just another reason why you need to become our patron (laughs) Jane (laughs) this is how much work we put in we got badges Um, we got badges um, for whoever's coming as well yeah um because we felt guilty that you've paid five euro. Exactly. <laughs> the price of a drink. Uh, imposter syndrome at its finest. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um, so before we get going on, on this topic. Now, just to bear in mind, this is a heavy topic. We'll go into it. Heavy. Heavy. And I think it's a nice like contrast to the last one. Yeah. Thanks for all the messages about the last episode. Ask a lad. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was a little bit like, right. The fucking episode where we get a lad on. Has the most. Has the most views, the most messages, the most mentions. I'm like, right. Some feminist podcast we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your boyfriend, way. no less. My boyfriend, no less. But thank you. And we're going to do do an Ask a Lad uh, again. Yeah, we will. Because it we actually to, was. People have spoken. People have spoken. You can't not deny them that. Yeah, it was actually pretty gas. I feel like Dave was so measured. And we're, I feel like, yeah, anyway. Well, do you know what? I would like to get a straight lad on. Not a straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me. I meant a single lad. Oh. I was like, sorry, I didn't know my boyfriend was a homosexual. Sorry, a single lad. On. Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Does anyone know any single lads we can get on? I actually don't know any single lads. I know some single lads. Like, are they good cracks though? Yeah. Well, yeah. What they come on the podcast is what I'm thinking. I kind of like a single lad who's like about town. Lad about town. Like who like goes on dates and stuff. I don't know that many of them. Ah, uh, we'll do a call it. I love a single lad. I, just, I really, yeah, Dave was great and all, but like he's been in a relationship for eight years, so he doesn't know the scene. Also, Dave has gotten way too big for his boots now because he's been strutting in saying, strutting. do you want me to stand in there for a few for a few minutes yeah. on this episode? But I think getting a straight lad who's like on the scene, on the on the, on the the apps would be deadly. So if you have a lad in mind, let us know. I do. I'd like to do it once a month. Anyway. Once a month's a bit much. We only do two episodes a month. Jesus, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <Every> second episode. <laughs> Once every two months. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, before we get started, I just want to give a nail shout out to our patrons who have very kindly pledged money to help us, I don't know, pay for all this. and <laughs> Pay our bills. No, not our bills. Jesus. No, not at all. Barely. <laughs> bills. <laughs> bills. Uh, no way. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a few a shout out. Um, and also, you can become a patron, by the way, by going to www.thestateofuspodcast.com and click become a patron. And it's hugely appreciated. Um, oh, yeah, we're doing that thing again where it's only their nicknames. Oh, yeah, go on. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Claude McInerney. Hello. Sure, we all know her from episode five, One yeah. Night Stands. The Tales of the Sexual Encounters. Yeah. 
Clodorine, another pal of mine. Jesus. Mermagovern. 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 Okay, lovely. I really wish we had their real names here. Yeah, give us your real names, or at least a funny message is the name. Yeah. Jill Redmond, sounder. Um, Shell Fenton, another sounder. Lorna Behan. Jesus. Yeah. Katrina Hurley. She messages us the whole time. She Hello, does. Katrina. Cheers, Katrina. Uh, Jess V. Jess. Jess V. Jess. And Emer A. Fitzmaurice. Thank you, Emer. Yeah. Jesus. I literally am baffled that people like, that's so nice. So nice. Like, so nice. So nice. So nice. Um, no, we, we really appreciate it because, you know, as we always say, we put a lot of time and stuff into the podcast and hosting isn't free. And um, yeah, any any spare cash, any whatever you think our content is worth. But just, and you might yeah. think it's worth nothing. And that's, that's actually fine. Totally grand. Keep just, listening. Yeah. That's fine. Send us messages. We'll reply. But if you have a spare two quid or something. Two euro. But like just to also say where the money's going, like we are going to buy mic stands. Me and Jane hold our mics in our hands, which is tiring for our yeah. little arms. And we got the badges. Mm-hmm. And what else we get? You're getting a cable. Like not exciting stuff, but stuff we need to buy. I need to buy a 15 euro cable for the live show. So keep in mind that otherwise all of that would have come out of our own pocket. And uh which is grand, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's lob into this. Okay. So some context about this episode is that um, we did a Q&A call out, as you know, a few weeks ago. And that was our Ask a Lad. And we got a message from a girl. And the message was uh, like serious, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't really an Ask a Lad type. It, it definitely was more. It definitely warranted its own full episode. So we just felt like out of respect to her and also it was a topic we actually wanted to talk about anyway we said let's dedicate a whole episode to it so um yeah that's where we are so the message was i'm not reading it word for word but essentially um it was a girl who seems around our age like mid 20s yeah, maybe, maybe a little late, bit younger yeah mid 20s um whose boyfriend who's also that age passed away very suddenly and she said like how basically will I ever get over this and will I ever find someone new or will I be able to move on or she said how will I ever be able to be normal again to feel normal yeah and like when I read that like honestly my stomach was just dropped I was like I can't even I can't even imagine anything happening to Andrea no like I do think I do think about it a lot all the time do you yeah all the time really yeah but I've been listening to a lot of like true, true crime true crime podcasts oh about God. murders and stuff Jesus yeah Sword and Scale listen to it it's grisly shit what's it called Sword and Scale Sword and Scale brilliant very grisly anyway I think about it a lot it's terrifying and pff, I am so sorry that that has happened to you yeah um, I'm sorry for him um, mm-hmm. that's so tragic I'm sorry for his family it's just I don't know mad. what else to say. Like it's it, that's yeah absolutely horrific, especially when like you didn't see it coming. When a young person like there's two things about death. Death is shit, obviously all around. But there's two very hard things about death. When someone dies young, yeah, and like young, obviously I don't mean necessarily just mid twenties. Like four, you know, anything like, under ninety, really. <laughs> ninety died too soon. When anyone dies young, but also suddenly, yeah. Regardless of age, that suddenly, just out of nowhere, is that, oh, that is really, really, that's just so difficult. And obviously somebody dying over time, of course, is sad as well. But just in terms of how you cope with it, I think a sudden death is just, 
crazy. No preparation for it. Not that you can ever pre- prepare for losing someone, but um, yeah, my heart goes out to you. Yeah, that's horrific. So we wanted to kind of just talk about death as a topic. Friday night, I'm going on my holidays tomorrow. What yeah. a joyous topic to cover! But I'm it just is. back from my holidays yeah. and straight into this. But it's life, like so. It is. No, <laughs> it's. The thing is, it is so important to me because, you know, it's such a taboo. No one talks about it. Um, but it's something that has affected so many people. Um, it's affected everyone. Everyone has been touched by death, um, whether it be a parent, a friend, uh, whatever, even someone distant. You know that feeling of like when someone distant from you, like a friend of a friend of a friend dies and they're... Gee, Sorry. I have to drink for this episode. Like I'm just yeah. too, too sad. Cracking a can of cider there. Okay, go on. Um, sorry. The, there's that feeling you get when someone dies that we. I don't know. Do you ever think you know, when someone dies and you automatically think, "Oh my god!" But I only saw them last week and they were fine. Oh, or you go over all that shit in your head. So or much. they were just at this party. They were just there. It's it's how we like make sense of how can someone just be here and then they're gone but you can't it's like yeah he was just there or or like a text message or like yeah i just texted them and like uh, touch wood and luckily i don't have much experiences of like having a you know like i know people who friends have died and they're like i just texted them the night before i just saw them like um i don't have i actually don't have personal experience with that but i can imagine that it would be just like freaky it's it's as you said again when it's someone young but i find that like i don't know about you but like i'm it's 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 something that i think people are so like not addict addiction is a complete wrong word but like when when i don't know about you but if i hear that some young person has died i I could be on their instagram yeah i'm like like stop not stalking them but you know what i mean like on their twitter on their instagram it's just Just morbid curiosity of like yeah look that was her the day before i remember i'm like what i remember a guy i knew died very tragically and suddenly and I heard he died it was in the news and I was like oh my god it was in the news yeah Jesus but I was like oh my god sure a couple of months ago we were having a session and we were both playing the guitar like it was mad and I remember I went on his Facebook page and um you know when Facebook used to have the what you were last listening to on Spotify yeah oh and I remember it said like last song played was 18 hours ago Oh. and then I did the maths in my head and I was like he was probably listening to that in the car on his way home anyway um oh my god oh it was a car accident yeah oh god um anyway it's it's so bizarre and um but anyway I digress this is us being freaked out about no, death. this, this freaks just, this, me this, out. this is this is us talking about the normal thoughts you all have around death there's a weird morbid curiosity about it there's just not really being able to fully understand it so you're just kind of so you're kind of just yeah you're focusing on I just saw them I don't understand like my first experience with death, I guess, was like, I think most most people is uh, a grandparent dying. And I remember when I was like 12 or maybe 11 or 12, that happened to me, obviously. And I was told about it. My parents told me this happened and she, that she died. And I remember like not having any clue what to actually feel emotion wise i remember running upstairs to my bedroom and slamming slamming my door and having all this weird anger that i didn't even know like i was never really that angry as a child but like it was really 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 weird i just honestly were you close yeah okay. yeah it was but like it's like well like yeah as, as close as you are to a grandparent yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you yeah, know we were but it's hard to like i was 11 and 12 like it's hard to yeah it's hard to yeah we were 
but I know some people like literally like grow up with their grandparent as a parent. It wasn't like that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, but it was a, a lovely grandparent child grandchild relationship. Anyway, but it was just that like I didn't understand. Yeah, and Did I had anyone talk to you about it about her dying at that moment or yeah, about Vienna? like how you felt about it or anything. No just this happened well I'm sure I'm sure no like my parents told us in a very sensitive way my mom was down with her at the time but like like no I don't remember I don't remember but I just remember like not knowing how to feel and being very angry but like to be honest like all the years have passed and I still don't know how to feel when someone dies yeah like another family member passed away very very suddenly and very tragically um years and years before their time under very tragic circumstances and again I just feel like I just like that day that I found out I was in such shock I went to college that day and I always think back like how did I go to college I remember my mom saying to me like well you, you know you may as well just keep up with whatever you're doing like there's no point sitting at home thinking about it and in hindsight I'm like how did I do that that's I, that's another thing I want to point out um I think the older generation have this mentality of well you just have to get on with it well she was just like I mean you may as well keep busy yeah fair enough but like I'm just thinking back I'm like how did I do that how did I go to college and how did I cope like it was you know when something so tragic happens and then you're like all of a sudden on the dark one into town like yeah and then you kind of get that guilt of like well here I am going into town and then you get into the whole thing of but what happens when you die oh god like what happens like where does your mind go do you just oh. go to sleep and then just disappear? Like, I can't even get my head no. around it. I, and it's what frightens me the most is that it's going to happen to every single one of us. But like, that's honestly a thought I have like constantly. It's Daily. Like, yeah, I'm just like, do you ever just, no, I could forget for a good while. Like honestly, days or weeks. And then I'll have a, a realization. Oh, I forgot. Like, sometimes this is going to sound so morbid and weird. But like, go on. I could be like happy, happy, like, happy out. And then I remember I'm gonna die someday. Yeah, <laughs> but there is something very humbling about death because you're like, I kind of mentioned this before in the podcast when I was like afraid of like talking about public speaking or doing something scary, and I'm like, sure, all gonna bloody die. Like you have to literally do whatever and not care, like live your life, whatever, all that YOLO stuff. Because literally, we are all going to die, and there's no way around that. And there's something quite humbling and kind of something that about that that pushes you forward in your life. Yeah. But it's still fucking crazy. It's fucking terrifying. What was your and almost yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah in a way but just so gross and scary I, I, I feel like, like I've got a weird feeling in my bum now I like <laughs> to think that when we die we just get born again yeah I'll, I'll take that I'll take that I'll any take day. that yeah. oh, no, I don't like, believe in heaven and hell but you want to live a whole other life again you won't really know like there'll be a little bit of new energy oh god I, I, I actually just like anxiety no, now no I don't know I don't know but I don't think that I don't think that you cease to exist I think that I don't think you go around as a ghost either. I'm fu- I'm literally, I'm not even joking, feel depressed right now. No, I think you were around in some way. I was going to say, can we stop talking about death? But, even but, though like the whole episode. But think about it this way, Ro. Like, w- like, we have nothing figured out as humans. There could be a scientific explanation of the soul that we just don't know about. Sure, we thought the earth was flat for, yeah. you know, who knows? <sighs> okay, that's, I just can't, actually kind of cope with the discussion of death. Let's talk about how like, you deal with death and the grieving process more so maybe. Because um, again, like, I want to keep in mind that this girl, well, you know, she's kind of like wondering, like, how will she get over it? It's more like, how does she deal with the loss? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. How do you deal with it? I would be... How do I put this? I think that you should talk about it. And mm-hmm. I think you should feel it. 
Um, I think if you can go to a grief counselor. Um, so a grief counselor is different to a regular therapist. Well, no, like I mean, I, I, I guess like in my therapy, I have done pretty much grief counseling. But what's, I guess, where I'm coming from with it, what's really strange about my situation is my mum died when I was eight. Then my little brother's mum, my stepmom, I guess. But so they you're, yeah, your your dad remarried. No, he didn't remarry, but they were engaged. Yes, and, sorry, yeah. But then she died before they got married. She got cancer and died when Kean was four. And then... So they had a child together, the child was four. Yeah, and so he lost her. two women, yeah, basically. Two women. And then my little brother lost his mom too. So there was a lot of death. Um, From a very young age. Like eight is just so young to lose your mom. Yeah. To lose a parent. But see, the thing about what you said, the reason why I asked, like, did anybody talk to you about what death meant when you were at that age? You were, what, 12? Yeah. Um, the reason why I asked is because no one really talked about it to me. And I think that was bad. Like, What part of it do you mean? Like, actually, like, okay, your mom has died. This means, like, is it what death means? Or just, like, how do you feel about it? Well, no one really prepped us. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer when I was two. Really? She, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know it was... The, the reason why she was diagnosed was because she she's very fair she was very fair haired like me and she used to always you know lie in Sandy Cove Beach and take in the sun with yeah. the baby oil on as they all did um, she had melanoma mm. on her foot and uh, only because I was two and had a chest infection she brought me to the doctor <gasps> and she was like actually I've been putting off getting this checked out because you have a quick look and he sent her straight to the Matter Private Hospital Jesus. in Dublin from Condra and the doctor gave her a year to live um, what? But she lasted six years. Um, so I guess from for as long as I can remember, my mum has been sick. But do you remember her actually being sick? Like, do you have memories of her being in hospital? And um, yeah, I so, you know, funnily, some of my best memories with my mum are when she'd take us out of school on Wednesdays huh. because she had to go get her chemo. Oh my and God. we'd wait in the waiting room while she got her chemo. But then afterwards, you get that shot of like adrenaline after chemo that you're full of energy, and then you get like drained um but in that afternoon we'd go to the cinema after and she'd make like a day Aww. of it but I, what i will say about it is she i think she was in denial i mean up until the day before she died she was making plans to go on holidays when she was better um, did she die at home or in hospital she was at home she never had to go to a hospital she was at home um but at that point she couldn't really move a lot Mm. Um, she didn't get skinny and she didn't lose her hair. She actually bloated. Yeah, from steroids. Yeah. Um, but up to yeah, she kept saying, "When I'm better now, we have to go to Kinsale." Oh my god! And I think that was just more so for you guys that you saying that, and more that she may have known. I think maybe on some level she did know, but she just didn't want it to admit it to herself. I can totally see why. <laughs> I, but like I don't know. I think subconsciously she knew because in those six years she was the most hands-on, amazing mum. Because mm. she wasn't like sick, sick for all those years. She yeah. was getting chemo and stuff. Yeah. And I do remember going to the hospital a lot and she had a few operations. But for the most part, like she was like um, coaching the school soccer team. She what? was. Yeah. She was like helping. She was like one of the first communion helpers. She would volunteer for everything. She was amazing. She was the best mum. Yeah. But no one really said to me at any stage until two weeks before she died. I remember my dad said to me, she was pretty bad at that stage. Yeah. She was pretty bad because the family were over a lot. Yeah. She couldn't move a lot. Um, but my dad said, just so you know, your mum might die soon. 
Oh my god! And poor you're, him. You're eight. Poor him, though. Like he didn't know what to do, you know. No. And he I, was also trying to deal with the loss of his wife, like, and the mother of his yeah. three children who were and how because we were eight, uh, ten, and like, fifteen. Jesus Christ! And yeah, and then so she was at home up until the very end, but. Actually, I have a really sad story. Oh, God. Oh this God. is actually so horrific. Oh, no. Okay. Um, the day before she died, me and my brother got into this phase of, we had these little rosary beads we got for our communion. Yeah. And we thought that if we prayed enough, she'd get better. So every night we would do 10 decades of the rosary. And oh the God. night before she died, she, or we didn't finish because we were too tired. And I don't think he knows this and he's probably listening and he's probably hating that I'm saying this. <laughs> um, but we didn't finish and we went to bed and that morning at 6am we heard an ambulance outside. Oh my God. And by the time we got to the hospital she'd already died. So we... So that the ambulance came to collect her because she was obviously yeah, deteriorating. Yeah. So I think there was fluid in her lungs or something. Because at that stage she had a brain tumour as well so her like she was... And she did was you, only 42. Did you feel as a child, I haven't done, I didn't do the rosy, I didn't do the rosy beads. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, but Jane, then, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, no, I know. But obviously as an adult, you know that. But yeah. at that time, the family were around a lot after she died. They were, of course. But then time passes and people aren't around as much. And yeah. I kind of, the loss. See, this is another thing I want to touch on. It's not just like I'm going to miss that person, but the person that role that person played in your life. Yeah. Like cuz all of a sudden I was 8 and oh, but my mum used to be so like organized with the lunches and like drop us to school and everything. So I just remember thinking, Who's okay, well I better make the lunches now. Did you make the lunches? Yeah. From that age? Yeah. For you and your brothers or this for you? Uh, sometimes for my brother sometimes they made it for themselves, but, but I'd get eight up eight years old you're making your lunch. But like that's that the is. thing. It was that role and it was that those years that I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to fill this, that I'm so lucky that I've turned into the person who I am now, that I'm very self-sufficient. And I've always been very self-sufficient. Yeah. Very tragic way of going about it. But it's, it's the loss of someone can, doesn't necessarily always have to be doom and gloom. Like, yes, oh my God, I would rather be a spoiled brat and have my mum yeah, than obviously. be self-sufficient and <laughs> not grow yeah, up. learned that good lesson yeah, yeah. without my mum. But you can take positives from it too and you can use it as as a growing experience. Um, but I will say, um, tackle the grief because... Do you feel I, like you put it off for a long time? Or not put it off, but just didn't know how to even go about it? All through my teens, I my mental health wasn't great yeah because i had no mum to talk to like you know i got my period <sighs> who do i tell yeah. i see like someone who has my mum still i just take that for granted like having my period like yeah and like even no just dinners at the table when i come home from school just having like a cleaner in the house who you kind of have to avoid and then making your own dinner or like I always just think that like like that you went through such a hard thing at such a young age and like had to deal with so much more than like an average person like would have had to at that age and where you're now. I'm always just so like 
proud of oh god i feel like i'm gonna be upset Stop. <laughs> no but you're so nor like you're so self-sufficient but also just such a caring loving person but here's and it's like you could have turned out like fucking batch of crazy and everyone would have been like everyone would have been like oh well she had a hard childhood or whatever i'm just always like jane is like one of the most like the most like well-rounded human beings i've ever met Stop, no bro. i mean that seriously and i'm always like and considering like you had a really tough time it's so admirable honestly most people have just like you would have gone off the rails a million times over well see that's the one thing i hate and it's one thing that i always talked about in therapy is i would hate like i in school i wouldn't tell people that my mum had died and whenever the subject of parents came up i would avoid it because i was so embarrassed no one wants to be the odd one out especially in school and i didn't want that awkward moment of actually my mum died you know i didn't want that no um and yeah but you've never been like you've never been like that like even as an adult you're never like my mom you know no but what i did was i i shoot it under the rug for years and years and years and i just got on with it because i guess it was how i saw it like my dad is the most resilient man i've ever met in my entire life he has lost a wife of 20 years two partners like yeah he then had another kid he finally found love again she died he's in his 60s and he has a four-year-old like he's on doing it on his own he's the most resilient man in the same year his brother died like but his whole thing is you just have to get on with it and there's a part of me that is like a strong advocate for dealing with your mental health and everything that i'm like no you can't just get on with it you have to deal with it there is but he is like any other person would absolutely crack like I would, I I could never deal with what he went through, but he just gets on with but it. You know what? A lot of people say a lot of people who are, um, have lost somebody and they have kids themselves. Um, they say that kids force you to just get on with it because kids every day need their breakfast, need their lunch, need to be kept yeah. from school, need to do this that, and the other, or whatever it is, and they just force you into like a ru- like you can't. You That's can't, a good point. You can't stay in bed. You ha- you've ch- your dad had three children to mind. Or he had to work. He had to pay the bills. He couldn't, you know. Yeah. Like, so that, I think it's just like being a parent or whatever, having life responsibilities that don't go away when someone dies. Like, you just, ha- like, you don't have a choice. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I do think, like, I remember, like, a lot of people, like, would say, like, oh, you have to grieve, you have to grieve. It's upset to me. Did you grieve that loss? Did you grieve? And, like, I honestly, the words grieve, did you, like, someone asked me, did I grieve? I honestly have no idea what that means. I actually am just like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm like, do I just, will I just cry for an hour? I honestly have no idea what grieving is and how you'd even do it. <laughs> well, I mean, as I said, like, because I was shooting under the rug for so many years, then when I started going to therapy about something else, a breakup, which I've said in so like every podcast now, <laughs> did you know that I went to the podcast for a breakup? Um, but it turns out like it went it, like, yeah, we dealt with all that. But a lot of what I was struggling with was coming from the loss of my mum. And two years later, I've only scratched the surface of that grieving now. Really? Like, I cannot cry in front of people. I don't like anyone feeling sorry for me. I hate it. Um, but only in the past, maybe a couple of months. In fact, therapy. I don't think I've ever. Have I even seen you ever cry? I don't know. But I only in the past two years, uh, maybe even a year. Um, I've actually started crying about my mum and feeling wow. it. Like, in the in the therapy session or at home alone? No, not in the therapy session. I can't do it. Well, I was saying when I go to therapy, I didn't cry. Well, like, and I want to cry. And I'm a cry... When I'm by myself, I, like, I bawled yeah, my eyes yeah. last night. I could cry, not even being dramatic, I could cry three, four times a week. 
Like, Jesus. No, I know, but it's not. No, and I don't mean that in like a, sorry, that sounds like I'm depressed. But no, I just mean that like I am very emotional and I can cry very easily. I don't mean I'm crying about my own life. I could cry at someone. I could be thinking about somebody and be crying because I feel sad for them. I get you. Or yeah. I'm very easily upset and very can cry very easily. However, that's by myself. Like I find it very difficult. Like in therapy, I couldn't cry. I couldn't cry. I knew she wanted me to cry. I yeah. knew she wanted me to cry yeah. over the thing I was talking about. And I just couldn't. I know. I physically couldn't. I could leave the door and a ball out burst out crying yeah but, you know, I'd get into feeling. the car I'd get into the car and I'd be driving away from therapy session like, do you know that feeling of like it's like I want to cry and you want me to cry but I'm not going to give you that satisfaction so I, is that yeah I understand that that's not what it's for me I just can't physically do it in front of somebody I don't know what it is when I'm drunk I can cry in front of anybody but it's like sober I think I'm just too like no I'm fine I don't want you to like feel sorry for me it's fine it's that hell Irish like get on with it mentality no but only in the past couple of years I've really done a lot of work around grief and what I've discovered is that um, grief is not linear grief is cyclical Ooh. when I say that it's because I used to be so angry at myself like here I am talking about my mum she died 20 years ago like literally it was her 20th anniversary last yeah. month she died 20 years ago like what do I have to cry about I can't keep crying about this blah 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 blah, blah. Um, but then I started working on therapy actually in the therapy what I was doing I don't know if I told you this the reason why it fucking got it all out of me was because um there was something, on my, I kept saying there was something on my chest, something I felt heavy. There's something stuck in there and it just, it's been here for months and I can't get rid of it. And I, I didn't, I couldn't even put words on it. And it she just, was like, yeah. she was like, do you want a pen and paper? Do you want colours and like a pad? So I tell you about this. No. Yeah. And she gave, she, I was like, do you have them? And she was like, yeah, yeah, here they are. And she's like, it's a bit dusty. No one really uses them. Um, But she did this whole kind of drawing therapy thing. And she was like, don't worry about like drawing anything it could be because colors it could be shapes yeah. and uh, she told me to close my eyes and she did like this kind of body scan thing and like go into it into my chest and feel what that thing is in my chest oh. and i just started drawing things and i had a full-blown panic attack and i was like oh god and she was like what and then literally i just it's probably i shouldn't go into so much detail about my therapy session but this is like what the vision i got in my head yeah. and it was baby jane in a fucking like oh um hole and i couldn't get her out just flashes of it what and i was like <gasps> like and i was panicking be like i need to get her out she needs to get out oh and my I god freaked out. and then i just like like i teared up a bit but that was when it first scraped on like, it sorry how effective is that thing because like that i is know so specific literally it was like and it makes so much sense when you think about it like but baby it came Jane. out of nowhere she was like jane that's your subconscious like that's that's what's going on inside you that's what the thing in your chest is that's you're carrying around every day like yeah so um what i will say is don't beat yourself up if you can't seem to get over it because as i said 20 years later i'm still trying to deal with it and you know i went 20 years without really crying about it and in the past like i got a tape um change to oh yeah to to DVD. digital yeah um of like a, a holiday in spain when i was three and my mum's in it and i haven't heard her voice in 20 years wow and that just fucking triggered something in me and of course it did but thing is i cried when i watched it yeah and then a week later i was doing something else completely and i just full-blown broke down sobbing in pain as if it was her funeral all over again really and that's what i'm trying to say that's okay and that's what you mean by grief is not 
It's you don't go to like you don't have those crying at the beginning and then you go less and less and less. That's yeah. not how it happens. Sometimes and but it's like anything bad that happens in your life, whether it's death or something shitty that happened to you, like exactly you might feel great, but then one memory or one time of year, yeah, one like anniversary or whatever it is will just trigger you and you just cause like you feel like you're right back in that moment. You feel like you haven't progressed. I feel that. I I understand that completely. But I would say, you know, hold on to it too. Like own that grief and own that sadness because that sadness means that they meant something to you yeah and well we know like pushing it down doesn't do anything <laughs> no but like you know i don't know do you believe in life after death do you believe in life after love um do i believe in life after death i don't know i like to think so yeah, i like to think so too but i don't think it's like heaven and hell I, okay when i think of it people i love who've passed away i like to think of life after death yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean i like to think that they're not just because i don't understand where does that their energy go where does like it's not it's not just a body it's all that comes with somebody their whole soul i know the soul is a debated topic but it's like all that energy like and my dad is like a scientist that's what his like his background is and he'd be like well like no there's all these he was like explaining like all this energy that actually like actual energy that people have inside their bodies that like he seemed like carbon monoxide or whatever like Carbon dioxide, anyway, something. Carbon monoxide, monoxide poison. No, carbon monoxide alarm. Does everyone have their food? No. And he was just like, that's all this stuff like that comes out of a human when they die. And he's like, it's like not like, not nothing like. Yeah, it comes from somewhere. But anyway, I don't know. I do. I do, do you? Uh, well, I don't know if like an actual physical person, like, is like floating around the place. Um, but I like to think that if if that actual person, if there is no consciousness of that person anymore, I like to think that they are in you. As in, you learn lessons and pick up mannerisms yeah. from everyone. So, you know, I've only noticed from like watching that tape of my mom that like I she's funny. And I'm like, I'm funny. That's yeah. where I get my sense I never knew and she of was course, funny. You never knew that because you're only eight. I don't remember, you know. Yeah, so it's little things like that that I think if she's not around and there's a consciousness and she's like floating somewhere yeah. and in heaven, whatever, I like to think that whether it be your mum, your friend, your brother, whatever, I like to think that their lessons and, and what they've, you know, what they've taught you in their life and even the jokes they told you and yeah. things like that, if they taught you how to do something um that That's lives special. on in you yeah yeah and i do really like the the idea of like and everyone says it oh like she's looking down on you or whatever but i honestly find that extremely comforting and just that kind of idea that like oh well you know like you know she's watching out for you today and she's behind you in this situation i find that like i really do that resonates a lot with me when people say that about people who pass away i don't know if it does for you but just like no she is like there for me like well i've had a few eerie experiences oh dish. yeah have i told you about these eerie experiences i think uh, go on <laughs> um when i was like um i'll tell two when i was like uh i must have been about 19 it was yeah it was before i moved out of my family home so i was 18 and 19 and uh i was going through a really rough time and i was just like i can't go on i was just so sad so sad i hadn't slept um i was in bits and i went out on my front porch to have a cigarette in the middle of the night and I was just sitting on my porch and I was just, you know, when you're just sad and you're just in a lot of pain. It's I'm heavy like, on your chest. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm sad. Like, what's going on? Anyway, um, and I was there and I was just like angry and sad and at the end of my tether. And then I looked up and um, I saw this like white thing in the sky. 
Oh yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? And I like looked up at it and it got closer and closer and closer. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? And I was, didn't know what it was. And it came down and down and down and it landed a couple of meters in front of me and just stayed there. And it was a white heart shaped balloon um, on a string. And it just landed just like at like my mm. front pillar. And I was sitting on my porch and I was just like, what the fuck? But I just felt this warm hug. Yeah. And do you know what? It might have come from a 21st day in the road. <laughs> I don't know. But in that moment, I felt like, okay, there's someone somewhere. Yeah. And I actually even creepier. I looked at my watch and it was exactly 3 a.m. 3.00. I didn't find out two years later that that's apparently the time in the night when the death is closest to the living. But I remember noting that it was three oh oh, but thinking Jesus. not knowing any the, significance. But yeah, I, I I think there's little things like that that can come for you about somebody and like you and take them where you can get them. Take them. Where it you could can have get come them. from a twenty first, but you know what? In that moment, it talked me off the ledge. So or like people say, like yeah, whenever I see a white feather, I think of this that and then I'm like yeah, yeah, lovely. Like and the white feathers always appear at the right time. Like fucking gorgeous. Like take that, take that and run with it. Like take it and fucking run with it. And like. I'm just checking our battery. We've one bar. Will it, will it stop? Or will it delete all what we've said if the battery dies? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, just in terms of like moving on. Just in terms of this girl, like she. I think the girl who who messaged in, she was saying that she, you know, will she ever move on and find someone else? Like, what I will say is, like, yeah, I you more than likely will like like i feel like saying of course you will but i hate when people are like you know of course everything but like you're she seems very young like and i don't think she's ever going to get over the death of her boyfriend like that's really 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 difficult thing to go through really and you're faced with such an intense loss like oh you're you're a partner like but i do think and i've seen it and i've seen it happen that people's husband wives partners die and and they, they move on like you move on you will move on um you will move on, but I would say sit with it. Feel sad about yeah. it. Yeah. And maybe try and go see a grief counsellor or something. Um, just in case. Definitely. Um, I would like I don't think there's like I mean, you mightn't feel ready for it and for a while and that's okay as well, like, but And you know what? You might completely forget about it, meet someone else and then experience issues in your relationships because you haven't dealt with it what you thought you did yeah or like you could go out with somebody and then break up and they could be right feel right you know there's yeah, like lots yeah. of things that could happen and you just have to like like you've gone through such a difficult thing so i think like be very nice to yourself as well like and just let yourself yeah i'm not gonna say grief because when people said to me i still don't really i'm just like what is grief it's just i think just let just yourself be sad with as well and feel it oh i yeah because it actually hits me in the gut because yeah like i've known people who've died but there's something about a partner that I couldn't imagine. But I would say there's something about a mother I couldn't imagine, you know? True, good point. Like, I think every... I don't know, I think... Like, a partner, parent, sibling, friend. Like, tragic death, sudden death, suicide. Like, it's all just absolutely earth-shatteringly difficult. Yeah. But it's such a way of life. And as humans who are living, we just you you do you actually genuinely like i've known people who've had the most tragic tragic deaths like parents who've lost children yeah like if a few people i know that's happened to like young children and you know and it's like 
you those people you're like they will never how are they like hear my hear my parents saying like how could you ever get over the loss of your child how could you ever like they gone before you they're like you could never my dad was always saying like, i could never cope i just could never i could not live if i if, if you one of you died and but you would but he would and you do and like yeah. you've, you've, we've seen it they're gonna and they're they're happy but of course it's always gonna be a sadness that's never gonna go away like and but you do like everyone does just manage and finds this amazing strength to move on like and it's yeah and moving on i don't mean that in, like you're forgetting about them but it's just no living I, your life without them that's exactly what i was gonna say you will never forget about them i think about my mom every single day mm. i don't get sad about it every single day but you will be reminded of that person every single day and that's not a bad thing that's not you failing at getting over them that's you remembering them because they were a big part of your life and i'm sure he was what your first love um it's going to stick with you and you know he's going to his memory is going to be with you forever but be kind to yourself and know that you can move on um and when i say move on i mean live a happy life with him in your memory but go forward um you can do it and it'll take time i think there's things that people do that really helps them um like i know you did that uh you organized that charity walk for the cancer society yeah right? yeah for break cancer and support. there's people and there's people like people a lot of, i know people find a lot of support in like raising like money or raising awareness for a particular cause that was related to that person's death and it feels like there's some good some tiny bit of good coming from a death yeah yeah absolutely. And i do know a lot of people yeah that really helps people yeah so that's some, also something to think about in the future as well like you know some not that you have to go and like be like raising loads of awareness but i just know that people find that like well look here's some great thing that happened i raised awareness about this disease or whatever um yeah. i know some people find that good no definitely <laughs> yeah <sighs> friday night half eight jesus i might just go to bed and cry i'm off to a gig now you are off to a gig yeah uh, going to see wyvern lingo wyvern lingo the gals check them out if you don't know them already they're brill hashtag braise class and karen is coming going to be a guest on our oh and karen from wyvern lingo is going to be a guest on our live show, live show. Woo. It's here for a treat yeah <laughs> um <woo. laughs> That was a, yeah, really, we realized that was I'm a more... I'm so emotional now. I'm exhausted. I, I've got, I, I, feel I got my like, anxiety back. In, I got a knot on my back. I feel like that's the most I've ever revealed about myself on a podcast, so I'm feeling a little bit fragile about it. No, don't. Honestly, you didn't... Well, obviously, look, it's your, it's yours. I don't can't tell you how to feel about like <laughs> You're revealing. Grand. It's cracking stuff. It's got great content, Jane. <laughs> yeah. But no. So authentic. <laughs> You're a real authentic self. Yeah. No, like... I think you in the last year or so having gone to like really broken down barriers in therapy I think you've been a lot more open about it in general people oh yeah so absolutely. it's not like you're it's not like you're really closed off about it and now you're saying on a podcast you know what I mean like you oh, are yeah, at a yeah, stage yeah. where you're talking about it a lot more openly yeah but that's what I've noticed anyway so don't worry okay <laughs> and you've only just shared something that's going to be really really helpful and comforting to other people as well well if it was helpful get in touch um if you have any thoughts on anything we said get in touch um and like yeah like like it's a serious topic like obviously our podcast is mainly bam 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 but like we obviously want to talk about things real life things because again this whole podcast is just me and jane literally sitting in the kitchen table having the chats yeah and you know what i i don't think um what's really important for me in this podcast is yeah we have a lot of crack talking about things but sometimes we don't dig down deep and sometimes we do hold stuff back and this type of stuff like death i know it's probably as heavy as it's gonna get but it affects us and uh, i think it's important that we talk about that stuff too um and not just not just pander to the let's talk about mental health because it's in right now but let's actually talk about it like let's talk about the things that 
you know that cause mental health issues something just talking about mental health but what why do we get and why what you know what i mean what causes sadness and depression anxiety like that's it's one thing just saying like i have anxiety but like i really like to talk about why like and what we all feel but i think the thing is with this podcast is it's completely unedited yeah (laughs) like we do not edit a thing out of our episodes we sit here and we chat for an hour or 45 minutes and we put the intro music on jane puts intro music on and intro music out uh bar when like one of us has to go to the bathroom or the dog starts barking it's unedited and we sometimes say things that you're like jesus was like did i go too personal but like we hope that you under like yeah we hope you appreciate it yeah because we we are like yeah open up a lot i think i think it's, it's like a therapy session i feel like um, we're trying to convince ourselves yeah, that it's, it's grand fine, it's fine it's fine that we're sharing yeah, yeah. all these things but we're also not giving like details about other people who don't want no. to like it's very yeah okay yeah. <laughs> okay let's go okay let's go let's go okay. okay um until next time uh, i think we have one more episode until our live show so yeah yeah probably yeah we have a few ideas but just give us more ideas please i want to know if like we have like a list of about 10 ideas one of them being we want to talk to a gynecologist. Yeah. So sorry, we want to talk to a gyno. Like yeah. does no one know a gynecologist or even somebody who's like just like a doctor, like a GP, but who knows about that like vagina. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know because I've got loads of vagina questions. I think everyone would like want to like. I think it's Absolutely. a great topic and sexual health in general, like STDs. So Absolutely. If anyone has anyone in the medical profession, um, please let us know because we'd love to chat to them and also uh like we want to like just give uh, topics like give us like two like say talk about breakups again talk about friendships this part of friendships like anything yeah and as always if you're listening to us send us do a screenshot of when you're listening to it on instagram and we love Tag that us. because then we follow you and we know what's going on in your life and it actually helps us think about content for the episode exactly and also it just helps get the word out to your friends thank you very much that's and all enjoy the theme music ah, I was say ah, it. no i got there oh, fucker.